two for the show, three to get paid. One for the money, two for the show, three to get paid. One for the money, two for the show, three to get paid. Royal Rebounds TV with Calvin and Barry. Just two crazy fans of the Sacramento Kings and they sharing their opinion. So be sure that you subscribe. It's for the fans by the fans. Whether you chilling on the couch or wilding in the stands. For laid back conversations about the Kings, subscribe here. Staying down until we come up thinking this gonna be our year. We're here drinking beer, talking about the Kings. Be sure you subscribe so you can hear that bell ring. Yeah. What's up, Kings fans? Welcome back to Royal Rebounds, the Sacramento Kings YouTube channel for fans by fans. The Sacramento Kings beat the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight, 124-115. I know for many Kings fans, uh, this is not what you were expecting, right? The Kings did not score 170 points uh, tonight, and for that, I do apologize. But Calvin and I are here. <laughs> we're back in the studio what is up? Uh, shout out to all my Kings fans out there. Don't forget to smash up that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Calvin, what's up? What's up, dude? How's it going? Good to have you back. I'm back, dude. I'm healthy. I'm ready to go. Yeah. I'm fired up. I'm still alive. Kings are still undefeated since the All-Star break. That they are. That they are. Um, you want to take it real quick? I just got to adjust this camera one second. Uh, Dylan, no, I'm sorry. I did not see your tweet. I'm not, I don't know when you sent it, but, uh, I might, I may have been DJing or something if it was recently, very recently, but Hey, Kings win again. Looking good. Looking real good. Yeah, they're looking, they're looking excellent. Light the beam. They're looking great. We're back in the studio. Got the chain on air Fox five. Yeah, dude. I like it. Fox is the man. He is the man. He, he is, is the man. We'll definitely right talk about Deer and Fox. I got the Royal Family shirt on. You can always pick that up on RoyalRebounds.com. Got to give a quick shout out to all my homies here, all my Royal Family in the chat. I see Jim is here, Tito, Dylan, Double O, Jesus, uh, Fred is here, uh, Patrick, Tom. Welcome in, everybody. Key Kings, Mikami. Wow, a lot of OGs in here. Gotham is here. Tom is here. Lane is here. Welcome in. Welcome in, everybody. Bench Matthew. Wow, Bench Matthew. Hopefully you're doing okay. Uh, Angel is here and Gilbert. Welcome in. Welcome in. Let's go ahead and start the show. Calvin Kings win tonight. Uh, it's feeling good, dude. We got a good little three-game winning streak going. Uh, and if you look back, the Kings have won, what is this, six games out of the last eight? I count seven of nine. Wow. Wow. That's great. Yeah. And yes, Dylan, I did. Uh, it was the first thing I said to Barry when he walked in the door was, I was so close. So <laughs> close. One point, man. One point. One point off on the prediction. But Calvin, uh, Kings win tonight. Give me your first thoughts on the game. I was really happy with, yes, Oklahoma City made runs. I mean, they've been playing competitively all year long, even without their star player. They're uh a good young team um, that, that comes at you and they can score in bunches. So I'm not surprised that they made it a close game, but I was really, really happy to see the Kings come out to start the first half and the second half looking really focused, really ready. Uh, the defense was good for spurts. 
They were able to get themselves off to good starts in both halves. Uh, they just seem to know the the gravity of the moment here, knowing that they're coming down the stretch run. A lot of the guys on this team maybe haven't been in this situation before, but they do have people that they can lean on for this moment. Harrison Barnes has won a championship. Matthew Delavadova, this is the reason he's on the team. And the coaching staff. Mike Brown is clearly getting these guys ready for a big-time stretch run. And the, the fact that the Kings are on the road – uh, still coming out focused, ready to play right from the tip. That that was really the thing that I was looking for most in this game because how many times have we heard it before? Road game, early start. Yep. Uh, other team star player isn't playing. Trap game. They've come out and, yeah, and, and fumbled it a little bit. And yep. really, other than the first quarter of the Portland game, they've played lights out pretty much for every single quarter in these three games since. Yeah, I mean, we've been hearing all sorts of things from all the stats experts out there. Shout out to Will Z Stats. I saw something floating around. Apparently, the Kings have the best offensive rating for a season of any team all time. We'll definitely talk about that today on the show because that definitely stands out for me. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, 33 points. Another big performance for him. No, Malik didn't have 45 tonight, but I thought he played pretty good. Uh, But I got to give a shout out to my guy. Keegan. Keegan. Murray, Keegan Murray, 20 big points tonight, was doing everything on the floor until he started making his shots late in this game, and yeah, they were all going in. Dude, every time he shoots a three, I'm like, it's good. It's good. He's got such a beautiful stroke. He really does, and and he's starting to play better defense. He's starting to pass the ball better. He's just doing everything better, uh, and, and he's continuing to progress. I want to talk about the rookie of the year voting uh, a little bit later in the show, so definitely some stuff I want to talk about, but hey, let's go ahead here and dive into the box score. Domas Sabonis, almost a triple-double in this game, 36 minutes of action, 6 of 8 from the field, 14 points, 15 rebounds, and 8 assists. Uh, Harrison Barnes, 33 minutes, 9 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists. Definitely want to talk about HB. He did have a block in this game. And uh, between this game and the last game, Hasn't scored a lot of points, but he's done all the other things that it takes to win basketball games. So shout out to HB. Keegan Murray, 32 minutes of action, 7 of 15 from the field, 4 of 9 from three-point range, 20 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 3 steals, and only one turnover tonight for Keegan Murray. I'm going to hit that one more time for all my friends in the chat. We're going to be hitting that a lot tonight. All right, De'Aaron Fox, 37 minutes of action, 11 of 19 from the field, 3 of 9 from three-point range, and 8 of 12 from the free-throw line. 33 points, 3 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals, only one turnover in this game from De'Aaron Fox, and that came on an offensive foul. So we got to give a shout-out to De'Aaron Fox. He's definitely been uh, taking care of the ball a little bit better. Uh, there was a few what? moments was in the last Was it an offensive game. foul? I thought it, it was. was on the shot clock violation that at the end of the game that didn't even matter. No, it was the offensive foul. Oh, really? Okay. Um, and, you know, as amazing as that last game was, and I know you guys didn't get to see the look on my face, but I was ecstatic. I'm still buzzing after, after that last win. Uh, it, dude, 176 to 175. I will never forget that score, Calvin. I might get that tatted across my chest. <laughs> but anyways, um, De'Aaron Fox had a few late turnovers in that game. He looked tired. 
He was ready for action tonight and is doing much better at, at keeping control of the basketball. Kevin Herter, uh, you know, we'll talk about him. He looked like he was playing in the three-point competition in this game. Oh, four from three-point range, 20, point, or 20 minutes, six points, two rebounds, two assists, a steal, and four turnovers in this game. Kevin Herter seems to be the only one slumping right now in the Kings, and that's okay because we're still getting wins. Uh, Trey Lyles splashing threes tonight there's a reason his first name is trey uh three of five from three-point range 25 minutes off the bench 16 points six rebounds three assists and a steal in this game six points for metu two for davion six for terrence davis and my guy malik monk 20 minutes of action four or six from the field four of five calvin four of five from three-point range 12 points three rebounds two assists malik monk light the effing beam how many likes do we need on this video before we light the beam tonight, Cal? Uh, well, let's go. Let's go forty-five. Forty-five likes. Okay, forty-five likes. You guys heard it. Smash up that like button. We would love to light the beam tonight, just like your Sacramento Kings. Also. I want to give a quick shout out to Brittany. Um, I don't know if you, all of you guys follow us on Twitter or not, but Brittany's been making light the beam signs uh, for your game room, for your wall, for your man cave. They are absolutely incredible. Uh, check out our Twitter page. I posted a video of her light the beam sign. There's also some contact information on there as well. Reach out to Brittany, support your Kings fans, and get one of those light the beam signs for yeah. your game room. They are sweet. They super, really super awesome. We might need to get one here for the studio. Uh, but, Calvin, anything here that really stood out for you in the, in the player stats? I mean, I'm not even going to mention. Uh, actually, I'll give one mention. No SGA tonight. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll give you two yeah, mentions. Yeah. Isaiah Joe can really shoot the three. Sure can't. He only had three points at halftime, too. They did a good job on him defensively in the first half. But that guy is, is a scorer uh, who's having a fantastic season. I think the thing that stands out the most to me in the box score is Keegan, right? I mean, obviously 20 points is big, but six rebounds is huge. Three steals is even bigger. Um, You mentioned it a little bit already. He just looks like a completely different player. I think this is a perfect example of a guy who, in the early part of of his rookie season, everything was a learning experience and he had to learn a lot quicker on the fly because the Kings were winning games. Yes, sir. You know, that's the, the biggest difference between him, uh, his situation and some of the other rookies that were in the top five of the draft last year and their situations. Ben Caro, it puts up numbers every night that he's having a really good year statistically, but it's not the same. And they ask him to do a lot more. He has the ball a lot more in his hands. Keegan has had to learn how to play winning basketball, and you could see the difference in his focus and how he sees the game right now. Before he was reacting, or he was overthinking or overreacting. Exactly. Now he's playing more instinctively. Uh, he's much more confident on both sides of the ball. You can see it when he puts it on the floor. You can see it when he plays defense. Uh, he is really, really hitting a great stride right now, and that is going to be huge for the Kings down the stretch and in the postseason. Yeah, yeah, Calvin, you got the hair up. What's going on? Uh, yeah, it looks a little messy today. So I was watching the game in the living room, and our air conditioner is broken down there, <laughs> and it is, like, really, really hot right now because it's the hottest part of the day. So forgive me, but I'm going to be way too hot if I take the No hair worries, down. man. You can turn uh, the I'll, fan I'll off. I'll do it. Want. 
Do it after the next win because the Kings are going to beat them again on Tuesday. So Shout out to Neil here in the chat. Shout out to Sean. Uh, I think we said shout out to Jeff the lefty. Tito. Um, Brian is here. And Mojo. Shout out to Mojo. Uh, Sass is here as well. Shout out to Sass. Sass is Keegan is our third best player. Calvin, you agree with that? Yeah, I would say overall he is right now. Uh, I mean, definitely when you add in the fact that he's before – or earlier in the season, he was learning how to play off-ball defense, help defense. He was getting in the spot for the right, uh, at the right moment to take charges and things like that. Now they're throwing him out on primary ball handlers as the as the main on-ball defender as well. That's how much more confident confidence he's getting uh, in his game. So I, I totally agree with that. At the moment, he is third best player. Yeah, we got our first caller of the night. It is the Island Boys. The Kings won, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Kings won, yeah. The Sacramento Kings, oh, yeah, the Kings won, yeah. Box is so fast. Southern us is so strong, yeah. Coach Mike is so smart, yeah. They are the playoffs, yeah. As far as the team stats go tonight, the Kings shoot Almost 53% from the field as opposed to 47 for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Kings shoot 42% from three as opposed to 40% for the Thunder. Uh, almost, almost 67% from the free throw line, Calvin. That's definitely something uh, I'm not happy about, but hey, I'm happy about the win, so I'll take that. Uh, Kings out rebound the Thunder tonight, 48 to 37. They out assist the, th- the Thunder, 32 to 24. I think they might be, what are they, top three in the league in assists? They're up per, there. Per game or yeah. total assists? Per, per game, they're up there for sure. Uh, seven steals tonight for the Kings as opposed to 10 for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, only one block tonight in this game for either team, and that was the Kings. A uh, lot of turnovers in this game. 20 total turnovers for the Kings. They had eight in the first half of this game, 12 in the second half, 14 turnovers for the Thunder. Fast break points, 14 for the Kings as opposed to 15 for the OKC Thunder. And then points in the paint. The Kings continue to pound it down below inside. 46 points in the paint for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, Their largest lead was 15 in this game, Cal. Yep. Uh, And, I mean, if they had made, you know, even half uh, of the free throws that they missed, uh, this lead or the win would have been even bigger, obviously. Yeah. 15 points. Yeah, I mean, there's always little things that we like to nitpick at and say, oh, you could have shot the free throws better. You could have turned the ball over less. You could have done this a little bit better. But at the end of the day, I'm happy about the win. Uh, that's all that really matters. Oh, absolutely. I mean, these are th- all things that they'll go, you know, into the into tomorrow's off day and look at and say, this we need to be better here. We can't turn the ball over as much. That's how we let Oklahoma City back in this game. But, yeah, like you said, this was – I think a wire-to-wire win. I mean, it doesn't really get any better than that. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. Dylan says, I think I saw they were fifth in the NBA in assists per game. So shout-out to Dylan there. Uh, Dylan knows a lot more than I do. Uh, Also want to give a shout-out to uh, a couple people watching or listening via Twitter spaces. We got Nick here, and we got Fred. Nick, I see you requesting to come up on stage. Definitely want to talk to you, want to get some stats from you, figure out how many pieces of pizza you had tonight. Uh, But we got to finish up a couple things first, a couple housekeeping things first. So, uh, Calvin... Um, you know, who, who got the chain tonight? Oh, I'm giving it to Keegan. I don't know who officially has gotten the chain yet, but Keegan is going to get it from me. I I loved his effort tonight defensively, both as an on-ball defender and as a help defender, played the passing lanes really, really well, three steals, um, and a bunch of rebounds, crashed the glass very, very nicely on offense. 
I'm giving it to Keegan. Fox was, again, very, very good. You, you know, if I could give him the chain every night, I probably would. I, I used to say that about Davion, but Fox has just taken it to another level, and, and that's actually, I think, taking some minutes away from Davion overall. Uh, but I, I'm going to say, oh, G-Man got it. That makes a lot of sense. But for the people who actually played tonight, I would give it to Keegan. 3,000. 3,000 games. <laughs> Shout out to G-Man. G-Man. 3,000 games is great. Honestly, Calvin, uh, 3,000 is, is really surprising. That's a long, long career. And honestly, I'm surprised he survived the last game. I almost had yeah. a heart attack during that last <laughs> right? game, dude. Right? That game was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. Shout out to G-Man. Uh, just catching up here on, uh, on Twitter. Nick, dude. I would love to send you a sign, but I can't, dude. I don't make the signs. I'm not in charge of the signs. You got to hit up Brittany uh, if you want one of those signs. I'm sure she would. She would love to send you one. Okay, uh, can we hit 50 wins? Says Jesus. I mean, it's it's certainly possible. Why not hit 50? Why wins? not? I think it's going to be that will be very difficult to do. It goes without saying. Um, but the the fact that they've gotten off to this great start, I, I think that they're the continuity of this team right now offensively is just so good. It's definitely better than any other team in the NBA. It'll be interesting to see what Phoenix finally looks like when Kevin Durant starts playing. But this team, they can beat anybody, obviously. So, Did you see what Devin Booker said in response to whether the Suns were a super team or not? Yeah, they only had one all-star. He's like, our only all-star was, was Kevin Durant. And it's like, okay. All right, that's kind of like a subtle, like, you snubbed me for the All-Star game, so now you got to deal with it. Hey, Phoenix is a bunch of bitches, in my opinion, Calvin, <laughs> and uh, I, I, wouldn't be af- I wouldn't be afraid of them if we get lined up with them in the first round. I would not be, I would not be uh, disappointed at all because this Kings team gives me more and more confidence every single game, Calvin. Yeah. And maybe I'm riding high off of three-game winning streak. Maybe I'm riding high off of uh, the best game <laughs> uh-huh. in NBA history that I've ever seen. Um, but, dude, this Kings team is impressing me, and they're doing they're doing so, so good. also want to give a shout-out to Young Zell out there. Young Zell, we Absolutely. appreciate you. Shout you uh, are always watching the channel and supporting uh, all the Kings. You support us, and we support you. Uh, if you don't know, Young Zell's got an awesome single called Light the Beam uh, and a lot of other wonderful songs, too, that, that Calvin DJs at the beginning of the show. So shout-out to Young Zell. Uh, you guys all need to go out there and support him. Great music and a great Sacramento Kings fan. Uh, Tom brings up a good point here. Fox is picking pockets and throwing down windmills. Calvin, uh, I posted after the last game that Malik Monk gives De'Aaron Fox that fire. And I really meant that. Like, I know over the past couple years, what a lot of people, and myself included, yourself included, have said that this Kings team was missing was a dog. They missed a, a true leader, a guy that was willing to get in people's faces, do whatever it takes, be the dog. And as much as I wanted De'Aaron Fox to be that guy, he hadn't been that guy. Now he seems to be that guy. We saw him after the last game, right, where the, he's like, oh, you're talking about, who are you talking about? The guy on the other side? We don't give a fuck who we're playing. We're that guy. Yeah. We, we are that team. We don't care, whatever. And, it, you know, it's like after this game, right, we see the, the steal, the windmill dunk. He's chirping at uh, Malik Monk on the sidelines. Like, he just – he, they're best friends, obviously. They played together in college, and he just seems to give him that confidence, that extra boost to allow De'Aaron Fox to be the fiery leader, the fiery personality that he, ha- that he has to be. Uh, and, and it's showing up 
with wins. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with that completely. I think that Mike Brown also has a lot to do with that. Um, you know, just being around a head coach. He's Darren Fox said all the right things about Luke Walton while he was there. Um, defended him multiple times, but you can you can see this relationship is different. Oh, right? he's never had a guy like this. Before. Absolutely, it's Absolutely. like saying, so, "Oh, my ex girlfriend was so amazing because that yes. was all you had." Yeah, and then once you have like a good girlfriend, then you're like, "Okay." So it, I think it's just a combination of everything. You, you all of a sudden are winning. I mean, winning cures a lot of things. When you go through that many losing seasons in a row, over and over and over and over again. Um, and then, you know, the, the team doesn't seem to, to put maybe the right pieces around you to help you. Uh, it, it can definitely wear on you for sure. So bringing in guys like Malik Monk, Mike Brown to be the coach, all of that stuff, including the fact that they're winning, trading for Sabonis, it's just a, a total package thing for De'Aaron Fox that it has really ignited him, I believe. Yeah, and guys, please, uh, I know a bunch of you guys are watching right now. We appreciate you all so much. Uh, hit that like button. It really helps us a lot. It helps us grow the channel. We're here just doing this for fun. We're fans like you. We enjoy putting out awesome content. So please, please, we get paid in likes. So smash up that like button. Uh, what did you say, 45 likes and we light the beam tonight? 45. 45 likes. So we're like 45. 15 likes away, uh, and we'll light that MFing beam. Um, shout out to Logan here. Where's uh, Have you seen the bouncer? I have not seen the bouncer. I didn't get a message. Maybe he's in the bathroom or something. Have not seen him. Huh. I wonder. I wonder where the bouncer is. That's that's quite interesting. But hey, back on Deer and Fox. I mean, we we talk about the leadership abilities and, and some of these other things. But let's talk about on the court, like his game. What would you? What have you seen in the past like month or so that he's gotten better at? That he seems to be more comfortable, more confident at, like. And, and does that have anything to do with this uh, first All-Star nod? Well, I, I think the All-Star probably adds to the confidence, but I think he was already there before that. I, I saw someone asking, you know, will he win Western Conference Player of the Month for February? He's got to be the front runner right now, I would say. I mean, he's second in the entire league in points per game for the month. Um, the assist numbers have been great. The turnover Logan, we're not turnover bouncing ratio you, bro. is fantastic. <laughs> oh, no, 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 definitely not bouncing anybody. Um, but I think that this is just the, the culmination of, you know, all the hard work that he's put in. I, I wouldn't say that there's one thing or, or more that he's necessarily doing exponentially better than he used to. I mean, it, for the last couple of years, he's been this type of player. He just is capitalizing on the opportunities right now. He's more efficient. I mean, shooting at 57% from the field in the clutch, uh, even his three-point numbers are up in the clutch and in the fourth quarter. Uh, the fact that he's taken it on himself to be the the, the guy defensively for them in key situations, it, it's just, again, a, a culmination of all of this stuff, I think, being put around him. The, the team fits him better. Uh, he's a fantastic finisher. He's upped his free-throw percentage. Th those things he has gotten better at compared to you know the previous years in his career. Yeah. But I think at this moment in time, He's finally just realized how to use his speed and his change of direction and the deceleration to the point where it, it's really just unstoppable. I, I mean, his ability to 
to know that he can get guys off balance with one step or with one jab step, mm-hmm. and then the body control to be able to s- immediately stop on a dime for a floater uh, or for a pull-up you know, from the mid-range free-throw line extended area, which he just never misses from. Uh, it's it's just a confidence level for him right now that I think has has taken it to a whole nother level, and I think he's using the newfound defensive uh, strength to to fuel that offense as well. Yeah, I think um, what Dylan points out here, he's also getting to the free free throw line more. He is definitely um, attempting more, which yes, is, and which he's is making good. more of them yeah. too. Yeah, that, he is. that's that's a huge thing. And I would say maybe he's he's making the three shot, three point shot a little bit more, which is making defenders respect him a little bit more. He is. I, I mean, for overall for the season, I think he's still around thirty three percent, which is not that much better than he's been in, in previous years. But like I mentioned before, it's all about the fourth quarter and the clutch for him, right? And those numbers are really good. I think he's like thirty seven percent from three or thirty six from three in clutch moments. So, again, winning does a lot of things for you, right? It it just builds your confidence to the level. He already knew that he was able to get shots like this and and be effective in the paint and all that stuff. Todd and McComey says playing against Davion Mitchell in practice. Sure. All of that stuff helps. It's not one thing, right? Like, this is, again, a total package of things that over time it's his sixth year in the league he's seen so many defenses Adam you know at this moment uh, in time he knows how to attack Uh, he's got the release valves too that he can rely on and trust in the past he hasn't always had those teammates uh, that you can really trust either Uh, so it's just a whole combination or a whole package of things that that is producing what you're seeing now I mean he's entering the prime of his career so this is the guy that I think all of us maybe expected him to look like once he finally figured it all out. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't got to talk to Ethan in about a week or so. I'm interested to hear what, what Ethan and all the other haters have to say, uh, the deer and oh, fox they, haters. They'll always say something. I mean, you know? Yeah. I, I mentioned it in the chat today, right? There were a lot of people this time last year who wanted him traded for Ben Simmons. Oh, my Can you God. imagine where the Kings would be right now if they had actually done that? They would have been normal. <laughs> they would have been the Kings, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. that would have been the most yeah. Kings thing to do. It would have been. That would have been par for the course for the Kings. But I am so, so grateful of Monty and, and not falling into peer pressure, not dealing with that, because uh, go look at Ben Simmons right now. Go look at Ben Simmons. But, hey, uh, Calvin, I, I think I want to hear from Nick. You ready to hear from Nick? Let's do it. All right, let's bring Nick up here and see Nick. What, what's up, Calvin? What's up? What's up, Nick? What's up, Nick? How are you, man? Good. Hey, light the beam. Light, light the, the beam. beam. Nick. You light it right now. Light it up right now. I want to I wanna ask you real quick, and don't tell me play better defense. What have you seen different out of De'Aaron Fox this year? He is playing better. Okay. You're not he wrong. Play, he's You're playing better. Wrong. He's playing he's playing really good. Yeah, he is he is playing really good. What what part of him is playing playing better or what part of his game is better? Is it his shooting? Is it what do you think he's doing better? It's his shooting. He's shooting good. Okay. And I, I I like I like the way he's shooting better. I like the way that they're doing they're doing better. They're doing better than than they were before. Yeah, yeah, Captain Obvious. 
dude, he's he's hitting it right on the head. Uh, and before it before it was a pass, but this is but this is all fresh new. So you know, you can do it now. You can win games by by playing good. And when you play good defense, remember defense wins games. It didn't win the last game, Nick. I guess nope. it did. It, yeah. At certain points. Nick, I would love to light the beam, but we need like four more likes. Can you can you remind everybody? Almost there. We need more four more likes. If we get four more likes, we are gonna light the beam like right now. <laughs> Smash up that like button and we will light the beam when we hit forty five. Uh Nick, I mean I got to get this question out of the way. How many pieces of pizza did you eat today? I did not have pizza tonight. Oh. Oh, wow. And the Kings no still pizza. won. Yeah. That just goes to show, man. This team is the real deal, right? Yeah. Why not win? Roll, man. Why, why would you even want to tempt it? Why would you want to potentially jinx the Kings by not eating pizza today? Oh. Uh. You heard SGA oh, dude, was you gotta out. Gotta have a day off, everyone. He's like SGA's out. Uh, I'm so happy. Or maybe he ate too much pizza at the last game. Maybe I mean yeah, that was a extra basketball equals extra pizza, hey, right? Hey, Bonus basketball. Hey, Bonus we're going to the playoffs. We're gonna get a We're gonna get. We're gonna get you guys to come out with your with your microphone set. Hey, we are going to do this. We're gonna talk. Right outside the Golden Center and talk about the game. Let's do it. Why not? Why? Why uh, not? I would love to join you guys. Oh, you'll be there for sure. You'll be the first person we we uh, notify. Nick, as soon we'll, as the plane lands. We'll bring the microphones. You bring the pizza. Yes, I will. Sound like a deal? Yes. All right. We got to give a shout out to Skip and Tosh is in the chat. I'm going to call him Skip like and Tosh beam until he changes his, his name. Shout yeah, out. light the light the beam. Or why not light the beam and go king, go, go king. So Nick, last question before I let you go: um, the Kings beat the Thunder tonight, but hey, we got another game against OKC on Tuesday. It's hard to beat a team twice in a row. We'll see if SGA is available for that game or not. But in your opinion, what do the Kings need to do to beat the Thunder on Tuesday? Keep doing it. Keep going, keep doing what you're doing, and keep winning your games, and then you'll win. So, like I said, you know, you need to continue winning your games and continue to win that game and still play play like what you did tonight. Okay. I like that. Same game plan. Exact same. You like the beam on Tuesday. I will be at the game on Friday against the Clippers, and the Clippers are playing dead for tonight. Yeah, they they are. are. Go Nuggets. Are you going to wear your light the beam shirt? Yes, I will be. All right, don't spill any pizza on it. <laughs> All, All right, right Nick. Like Thanks for beam. calling in, man. Have a good night. We'll see you on Tuesday. Yeah, light the beam. <laughs> light the beam. Sleep beams, Nick. See you, buddy. All righty. Sleep beam. All right, we got Fred here. Uh, before we get to Fred, because I know everybody loves Fred. I love Fred, too. Uh, but, Calvin, I want to go over what your keys for the game we're tonight because according to Nick, all we got to do to win on Tuesday is just do the same thing. 
Well, Nick knows what he's talking about because I'm not sure I'm going to change the keys from this game okay. to the next game. Okay. Um, because I felt like they were pretty fitting uh, for this game in particular. It, obviously, if SGA plays uh, on Tuesday, that will change things. Um, but overall, I think the keys are pretty much going to be the same. Number one, turnovers. Really the only area where the Kings really struggled today, uh, minus maybe the free throw line, or opportunity that they really gave Oklahoma City to get to get back in this game uh, was turnovers. They committed 20 in this one. Oklahoma City is number one in the NBA in forced turnovers per game. So I think that definitely remains the same. Number two, feed the ox. I know he almost got another triple-double. I, I do think that specifically watching today, when Fox is out of the game and Sabonis is in, especially when they play teams like Oklahoma City that are going to run traditionally smaller lineups, you saw a good two-minute stretch where the Kings really struggled to shoot from outside. They just kept on throwing them up, though. Kevin Herter, Terrence Davis, Keegan Murray, uh, there were a lot of threes flying, and none of them were going in. I'm okay with the shots. They were open shots. But I think in those moments, especially when Fox is out of the game and Sabonis has an advantage like that, you have to slow the, the game down and have better possessions and give him the ball and look for him to be aggressive inside more. Uh, against teams that are better uh, or in a playoff game like this, if you go through those two-minute, three-minute slumps uh, where you're really not shooting well from outside and you can't score that many points, that could be a huge swing in the game. And yep. I think the Kings need to do a better job of letting Sabonis slow the game down and be more aggressive looking for his shot or trying to get to the free throw line because he draws so much attention, which is going to create open backdoor cuts and, and easy buckets for other guys anyway. He's so strong, too. He is so strong. Uh, and then number three is crash the offensive glass. I totally, totally will not change this key for one, uh, Tuesday's game. Okay. 13 offensive rebounds again against this team. Oklahoma City gives up more offensive rebounds than any other team in the league. This is absolutely a huge key to the game, especially in the fourth quarter tonight. A number of offensive rebounds, second chance opportunities continued uh, to, to allow the Kings to stretch that lead out and put the game away late. I mean, I've been noticing the Kings have been getting a ton more offensive rebounds lately. In a bunch of yes. these games. Maybe yeah. they heard our podcast a couple months ago where you're like, if the guards <laughs> yes. rebound a little yes, bit better, yes. we're going to win some more basketball games. Of course. But it, it's, you know, it seemed like maybe the first quarter to first half of the season, they were relying on DeMontis Sabonis to get off offensive boards. Now I see guards crashing the glass. And maybe they don't get it, but they're tapping it out. There's yeah. so Keegan many. Murray has so been many. absolutely fantastic at this. His he is really, really good at positioning himself in the right way. A lot of times he doesn't, like you said, come down with the ball, but he gets a hand on it, which creates other opportunities for guys to grab. He had a number of those tonight yep. to go along with a couple actually secured offensive rebounds. He's been really, really, really solid for them in that category. Don't give up. Rebounds are all about effort. I mean, 100%. And Calvin, what do they say? Boardman? Boardman gets paid. Boardman gets paid. We're stuck on 41, dude. We only need four more likes, dude. No, we can right? light this beam, and then we can let Fred up on stage and hear from Fred. Come on, guys. Four likes. Let's go. Four likes. we got a bunch light of people watching. Light the fucking a beam, bunch as of Abe says. Watching. Abe is here. Abe wants to light the beam. Abe, hit that like button so we can light the beam, man. Uh, Bench Matthew says, oh, what does he say? 
He says they were definitely watching because, of course, that was our discussion on rebounding. Shout out to you and Bench Matthew. Yes, yes. The thesis is going to be published in uh, Sports Illustrated coming up soon. (laughs) Matthew, get on Twitter Spaces, man. We'd love to hear from you tonight. Love to hear from you. Uh, You always got a lot of of really, really good information to say. So, Calvin, while that last like is coming in here, because we are so Oh, there it is, 46. Light it. So close. You want to light the beam light out? It. 46. I mean, we're there. Should we light it? Light it so Fred can talk. I know okay. he's been all waiting. Right. All right, all right. Dude, we'll, it's we'll like 8 in the morning here for him. He's, he's been up all night. Dude, it's an early game. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, it's, it's late then for him. Is it late or early? I don't know. All right, we'll, light, we'll light the beam. We'll <laughs> light the beam. Fire the laser! Yeah, light the beam! Light the effing beam. Let's hear from Fred. Fred, light the beam. Light the beam, boys. Light the beam. How are you guys? Good, buddy. Oh, How are you, man? Yeah, good. Good. Good to see you back together. Thank How are you, you feeling now? Are you good? Oh, man. Feeling great. I'm feeling much better, Fred. I had like a... um. Have you ever had a headache for like a week straight? Yeah, no, I haven't, but I can't, I can't imagine how that feels. It's probably the worst thing ever. Yeah, it was like 10 days straight. My head just was constantly pounding and hurting. Um, yeah, and that's that, not good. It's not there anymore, so good news. Don't think I have a brain tumor or anything, now. so that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've actually made some notes tonight. I actually watched the game. Um, I got back from the pub early, so I thought, you know what, I started writing some notes down because, you know, um, I want to be constructive when I come on. <laughs> so okay. if, that, if that makes sense. So, uh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Before we get into this, Fred, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, red wine, of course. Always red wine. Okay. Cool. I like it. It's a Merlot tonight. It's a Merlot. It's a Merlot tonight. A Merlot? It was a Shiraz the other night. It was a Shiraz the other night. Just, just a cheap Merlot tonight. It's a when Sunday you, uh, Merlot, you when know. When you're sipping on your Merlot, do you put your pinky up in the air? <laughs> uh no, I don't. No, I don't. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> All right, let's hear what Pinky, notes you got. Yeah, it makes me laugh. Anyway, yeah, yeah that's one was. Okay, tonight was a professional performance, wasn't it? They were, they were professional. It was a professional win, wasn't it? They went in there tonight, um, especially coming off, uh, you know, coming off uh, uh, that win um, against the Clippers. You know, emotions could have been riding high. Great. And they yeah, could have came in tonight, sure. but tonight, yeah, it was just it was just professional, and that's what you need. You know, that shows a bit of growth uh, within the team. My heart um, is still racing from that last win. It was great, wasn't it? It was good. I've kind of rewatched the uh, the fourth quarter back and the uh, the two overtime that's periods best, back as well. That's the best basketball game I've ever seen in my life, and. To everybody that's watching right now, if you do want to rewatch that game, you can. You can go to NBA.com. You can rewatch it on League Pass. They're offering a seven-day free trial right now, so you don't even have to pay uh, if you want to rewatch that game. Baffling thing is, you know, I've, I've told a few friends about it here in the UK, and they're like, "What? <laughs> you know, they, they, they just they just don't understand." You know, yeah, that was you found another second. UK Kings fan. Yeah, some guy from Brighton, apparently. Um, which is always nice. There's two of us now. Service here in the UK, which is always cool. Very cool. So, uh, yeah. All right. Maybe no, we should. Uh, get, okay, number two, Trey Lyles tonight. Trey Lyles scoring. He was big, but, but he's doing it more consistently as well. He's just, he's just coming up, and you know, 
it's, it's good to see. It's, it's great to see off a bench. You know, Trey Lyle's coming off a bench and he's getting those crucial points at the crucial moments. You know, and he's taken a lot of load off of the uh, off, off the starters as well. You know, yeah, yeah, great point. I mean, there's a reason his first name is Trey because he can shoot the three ball. Say, that's it, of say. Anybody coming from San Antonio because those guys are fundamentally <laughs> sound. And you know, something we've talked about over and over is what happens when Sabonis is is not available. Whether it's it's, it's trust, injury, isn't it? Or foul it's trouble, a trust or, or thing as well, isn't it? Whatever it is, Trey Lyles seems to be that guy that can kind of step up and do a lot of similar things. You know, I, I like Metu, uh, but Metu is, has stopped shooting the three as much. Trey's been shooting the three ball. Metu's been more active inside, passing the ball a little bit. Yeah, he needs so to crush the like ball, doesn't he? Two guys together can kind of fill in for a guy like Sabonis. So, great, great point. And it just works. Uh, third note tonight, Sabonis kind of taking a back seat but still putting up the numbers on a um, he's sneakily you know filling up the stat sheet isn't he but it just seems to me like a lot of the load has come off of Sabonis recently like we went we were like we, we went through a period of games where kind of Sabonis was digging us out you know dig, digging us out of a hole and uh, getting us for wins but I just I, I just found like over the past sort of 10 to 15 games that he's kind of taking a back seat and the team is kind of taking over and again he's still you know filling up the stat sheet but it's nice to see the team kind of kind of growing and the workload actually coming off of Sabonis's back as such Calvin, and I think that think, was probably proved what do you think about that Calvin because I've noticed that too and I wouldn't say he's like taking a back seat per se but there's definitely been a lot lifted off of him what do you think I, I do agree with that. I, I also think at this point uh, in the year, teams are definitely defending Sabonis differently, or, or maybe not differently. Yeah. They're just not allowing him to – early in the season, you'd be able to give him the ball at the elbow, and he would be able to turn and back down three dribbles, maybe even more, before a team sent a double team to him. Now, he's not even able to get one dribble before somebody else is all the way across the paint on him. So I think that his opportunities to score himself, even though I just talked about him being more aggressive uh, in some moments, I think his, his opportunities are fewer now. And for a guy that is always a pass-first guy anyway, that's kind of why you're, seeing, you're not seeing him have the 20 to 30-point games anymore. Yeah. It's that combined with the fact that other guys like Fred yeah. is mentioning are stepping up. Malik Monk has found his outside shot again. Mm-hmm. Terrence Davis coming back into the, the lineup and playing really well. Uh, Trey Lyles, all these extra you know, producers for them, like Fred, to Fred's point, is allowing Sabonis to maybe not have to do as much. But I do think teams are definitely... Uh, very wary of letting him get his back to some into somebody and Definitely. taking two or three dribbles so that he can survey the floor before he makes a move. And he's been really efficient. Yes, which I think yeah. is Yeah, key. he's very efficient, isn't he? He's also recharging himself as well. You know, he's, he's not getting hit as much, recharged himself for a playoff run. Um, and it brings and me to my next point as well. doesn't seem to be bothering him either. Yeah, I see. I reckon he does. He doesn't show it at all. So uh, the dude is definitely a. There's a reason they call him the Ox, right? Yeah, that's it. And again, it takes me to my next point as well, which is Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray's growth spurt. You know, he's he's starting to grow in different areas and probably become. He he looks like he's becoming more confident in different areas. Keegan Murray. (laughs) Yes, sir. 
but again, you know, Keegan Murray's growth spurt may be that's taking some of the pressure off of uh, off of Domas as well, having to do as much. Would you say? I don't. Absolutely. You know, is that just is that just Absolutely. me seeing that? Um, yeah. So that's always nice, think, and it's nice. Yeah, do you think uh, Keegan is the third best player on this team? Uh, I don't think we have a third best player in this team. I think it's it's game by game. I think obviously Fox is Fox and Fox is a bonus. You know, they're either the one or two. But I think it's it's situational, game by game. Uh, who the third best player is, uh, and you can't rule out HB because you know Harris and Barnes comes up strong. He's Mr. Consistent. He can get the free throw line. Um, but yeah, I don't think we have a third best player. I think we have a third best player game by game. And I think it, it depends on what game we're playing, who the third best player is going to be on the team. So yeah, that's how I, that's how I would probably uh, go with that one. I think that's totally fair. I don't see much argument against that. They've had different guys step up in that third spot all season long. Yeah. So I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, I think I've got a couple more points. Yeah, Darren Fox is just Mr. Ice. Two more, Fred. Yeah, <laughs> two more. Darren Fox just Mr. Ice Cold, isn't it? At the minute, just Mr. Ice Cold. You know, he's just an assassin right now. That's my point on, on Fox. And also, my other one is, is Malik. No, Malik Monk. I think you know he feeds off emotion. Like tonight, the game was very flat, so the crowd was very, very flat. And I think Malik kind of feeds off of the uh, off the crowd factor. And I think that's going to be huge for us in the playoffs. I think, you know, with, with the energy in the building, I think Malik is going to be very, very consistent with putting up big performances uh, when we need it. Yeah, I think there was a tornado warning tonight in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Yeah, there's a huge storm that's moving through the middle part of the country right now. Tons of snow being dropped, tornadoes, weather, all sorts of extreme weather everywhere. Yeah. So It snowed here. Is that real? Yeah. Jeez. Did you know that it snows in Hawaii, Fred? I didn't. I didn't know that. Pretty incredible. Yeah. Very, it's, it's very strange, isn't it? Like even here in the UK, you know, but the whole of Europe at the minute is very cold, but in the UK, for, for some reason, we're pretty warm. Weather's a funny old thing, isn't it? But, uh, yeah, <laughs> we're not here to talk about the weather, are we? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, anyway, there's my points, there's my constructive uh, ideas for you guys. So, uh, yeah, I love it, man. it's been a pleasure. All great points. Yeah. Brilliant. You're going to have to bring notes more often, Fred. I like this. Maybe you can start writing some threads on Twitter uh, about why the Kings are playing well. All, all really, really valid points. Yeah, it's just nice, isn't it? You know, you've got to be constructive with this, this kind of thing as well. Anyway, guys, I'm going to let you get back to doing your thing. And uh, yeah. Hit the like button, people. You know, share some love. Share the show. Let's just give it a big share. These boys deserve to be uh, to be noticed big time. You, you two do a do a fantastic job. So there we go. Thank big you, love Fred. From the Thank UK. you, Fred. I, appreciate hey, I got one more question before you can't leave yeah, so do fast. It. I got one more question for you. Yeah, go for it. So we talked after the win over the Clippers. Yeah. What time did you make it to bed? Oh God. Um, I suppose it must have been eight eight thirty. It was just really really hard to uh, to kind of come down after that. 
it was just such a it bug. Was. Fred, I gotta such say, I watched that video you posted of yourself at the final <laughs> at the final play of the game. I must have watched it like four times in a row, dude, because it just fired me up so much every single time. It was great. Yeah, you know, you, you got to show that kind of passion. Yeah, oh, I can't yeah, be there absolutely. in the crowd. I can't. I can't be about, there. Man. So, you know, I've got, I've got to kind of, you know, show my love for the team. You know, even from over here. So, uh, we're all one, aren't we? We're all together. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Fred, you're a legend. Thank you so much for joining in, and hopefully, we'll see you. Thanks on for Tuesday. having me, guys. Yeah, most definitely. See you soon. All right, buddy. Have a good night, man. Cheerio, guys. Man, always good to hear from Fred. Fred, the legend, dude. Definitely. Not a, I mean, that's a real fan. What fan stays up oh, till yeah. 8 a.m. in the morning after a game, like right? watching? Like, that's uh, Yeah, I'm not sure how many times I would that's be able incredible. to do that. I wonder if Fred, like, ever sees the sun. <laughs> you know, because he's like. Well, he did, uh, yeah, or Friday, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He probably got sunburned <laughs> yeah. Friday morning at like 8 a.m. because he's like never sees the sun. He's just out all night doing DJing and then he watches the games and then he's like, oh, sun's going, yep. coming up. Yep. Time to go to sleep. That's how it was when I worked in the casino. Oh, yeah. Is it was My like, for sure. man, I was just in the casino. There's no windows, no clocks, no nothing all yep. night long. And then I get home from work. And it'd be, you know, 6 a.m. And I'd be like, oh, man, I, I want to have a beer. <laughs> I feel kind of weird having a beer at 6 a.m., <laughs> but I want to have a beer. And I text all my friends. Nobody responds, obviously, because it's 6 a.m. And then I hear the garbage truck. And uh, I'm like, okay, it's about time to uh, go to sleep. Time to wind it down. Man, wild, wild. We, we got a, a pretty, uh, I'm not going to say it's a heated conversation, but an important conversation happening in the chat right now about Kevin Herter. Oh, man. Tell me about it, Calvin. I haven't been, been paying too much attention to the chat. I apologize, Well, I mean, guys. it's no secret that Herder has been s- struggling yeah. recently. Um, and I think that more and more you're going to keep hearing the, the narrative, especially if Malik Monk comes in and all of a sudden puts up a career-high 45 points. Yeah, There's some grumblings about whether or not a, a change should be made in the starting lineup. I brought this up in the last podcast, and you guys shut me down immediately. I, I am still standing pat that they shouldn't make You guys changes. were like, no. And everybody in the chat was like, no, he should not start. Yeah. He just had 45. Yeah. It was one game, blah, blah, blah. Now, look, I mean, there's no – I don't think there's anything wrong with pointing out uh, obvious things. Charlie is obviously the number one leader on this, right? Charlie or he, Charles? Charlie is, oh, Charlie is definitely advocating hard to uh, get somebody to start. I think he wants Terrence Davis to start in place of Kevin Herter. Okay. He, he does make some good observations. I, I really liked the one that he just put up in the chat about how teams are actively looking to get Kevin Herter switched onto the player that they want to attack. Oh, yeah. I mean, course. he is definitely a weak point for them in that starting lineup defensively. He, yeah. he does make good plays off the ball. He gets his hands in the passing lane, makes some deflections. But overall, especially tonight, he, he just had a rough night. He gets beat a lot. Uh, he gives up drive after drive after drive, and when he's not scoring or not hitting from the three-point line, now I, I want to preface what I'm saying here with I do see that he still does other important things for this team. He works really well with so, uh, Sabonis in the two-man game. He can create plays for others. Uh, he has in previous games been able to get himself inside and get good looks at the rim when his outside shot isn't falling. And the last thing I want to say is, there have been a lot of players on this team, just about every player on this team outside of De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis. We have talked about struggling at some point this season. 
Earlier this year, it was, is Keegan Murray ready to be a starter? Should they, should they take him out of the starting lineup? Harrison Barnes has been pretty rock solid overall, but his numbers have kind of bounced up and down all over the place all year long. Terrence Davis has been in and out of the lineup. We all know how much Sass wants Malik Monk not to play up until a couple of days ago. There, guys are going to go through these, these things all year long. You rely on your stars for, yes, I realize he's been struggling for a while, but this is still statistically one of the best starting lineups in the NBA. The bench is finally starting to come together again, playing like they were in November, averaging over 40 points per game. I would not change anything in the lineup, and I would not lose faith in any of the players on this team. It's a long year. Guys go through ups and downs. Some guys go through longer downs than others. Davion Mitchell, we talked all last season and a lot yeah. this season about how he hasn't made the next step offensively. That doesn't mean that you. this team is who they are because of the way that they've constructed it. So you, you don't just completely throw somebody away at this point in the season. You have to continue to ride these guys and be confident in them. It, that doesn't mean he's not, you don't point out that he isn't playing well, but you also expect the three-point shot to come back at some point, just like Malik Monks did, just like Keegan Murray's did. There's going to be opportunities for him to help this team down the stretch, and I, I wouldn't be making a change to the lineup, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Charlie to me sounds like a guy that falls off a bike and does not get back on the bike. Because he says, oh, the bike hurt me or I'm not feeling good. It's not working out like I'm just going to ride a tricycle now because two wheels don't work for me. And he forgets about all the fun that he had riding the bike. Right. And that fun will come back if you get back on the bicycle. Um, I mean, I'm looking here at the stats and although he hasn't been playing well recently and was did horrendous dude like I was yelling at the TV during the three-point competition I'm like oh my god what is going on here he is absolutely horrendous but people forget I mean I'm looking here regular season stats for this year he's still shooting 39 percent from three-point range Calvin I, I still can't he's, believe he's that. almost shooting 50 percent from the field Calvin he's averaging over a steal a game almost 15 points a game uh I, I mean like he has not played well as of late, but the fact that he still has these averages just goes to show how well he was playing earlier in the season. And you're right, Calvin, you got to stick with it. You can't mess things up. I mean, the most important statistic of all is the Kings are winning basketball. Games. They're 10 games over 500. They're 10 games over 500, which Calvin, uh, I mean, before this game, what, what's the most games they were over 500 this year? Nine. And before that game, what was the most games they were over 500 this year? Eight. Exactly. They are continuing <laughs> to get better. Yes. I don't give a shit if Kevin Herter and Charlie, I love you so much. Um, I don't give a shit if Kevin Herter shoots 0% from three-point range. If the Kings are winning basketball games, and it just goes to show how well, how well this Kings team can be when all these guys are playing well and they're firing on all cylinders. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, and, I and mean, Charles makes a great point here. Even when the outside shot is not falling, you still have to respect it. And the, the way that the Kings run their offense with the motion, spreading the floor wide, that's allowing open lanes for Fox. I realize he could get to the basket even if there wasn't an open lane. But it's unfair for a guy as quick as De'Aaron Fox is to have that extra space when they've got Keegan Murray in one corner, Harrison Barnes in another corner, and uh, 
Kevin Herter coming off of a DeMontis Sabonis yep. screen. They give him the ball. They swing it back around, and Fox has all the room in the world to work with. So it still is very important to the, the style of play and the offense that they run, even if the shot's not going to fall. Yeah, and, and on the point of, of teams trying to switch on to Kevin Herter, I mean, think about it. De'Aaron Fox is playing incredible defense. Um, we all know HB is a good defender. Delmas is not coming out to guard people on the perimeter. That's just not what he does. Keegan Murray, we just gave him his flowers earlier in the podcast. He's doing about much, much How better, much better yes. of a defender yeah. he's becoming. Yeah. So, I mean, you look at that lineup, who are you going to try and switch on to? It's going to be Kevin Herter. Well, and, and again. And, and Calvin, he's averaging over a steal a game. Yeah. I know that that's not a perfect perfect statistic to use in terms of like how good of a defender you are but there's not a lot of shooting guards in the nba that are not known for defense averaging over a steal per game yeah i i mean i don't want to stamp my approval on that without no, looking uh, yeah. at the statistics but yeah i i see what you're trying to say i, I mean again you, you just can't this team is who who they are, as I've been saying since the All-Star break ended, right? We know that overall they're not a great defensive team, even though they can play good defense for, for short spurts. And that's the, the key, right? Like, yeah. all they have to do is play defense long enough for that offense to get clicking for them to get a good enough lead uh, that they can close it out in the fourth when they actually have been statistically good defensively. So. Yeah, and Charlie, um, Charlie says, uh, "What do you say, dude? Close out Herder on or harder on Terrence oh, harder Davis on than they do on Herder." Yeah, I mean that's okay, that's fine because Herder's gonna start making those shots again, and then they're gonna be like, "Oh shit!" But I mean, yeah. regardless of all that, the most important statistic that matters to me is the Kings are winning basketball games. Thirty-five I, wins. I think that's the most important. So, Definitely. if they're winning games with Herder not playing well. I mean, what's putting Malik Monk in as a starting two? And don't get me wrong, I'm a huge Malik Monk fan. I was wearing my Malik Monk jersey after the last win. Like, I, I'm a huge, huge Malik Monk fan. But yeah. how can you get better than winning basketball games? If you're yeah. winning games, you put Monk in there, what's that going to do? Help you win more games? I mean, you're already winning. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, unless something dramatic happens, I'm, I'm probably sticking with Kevin Herter starting too. I think he's got uh, the size. I, I agree. You do, you don't. Uh, it's just like the trade deadline, right? Whether you thought it was the right move or not, they doubled down on the guys that they have on this team. They didn't make any moves. Uh, I mean, Kessler, Kessler Edwards. Yes, they did add him, but they they didn't make any significant moves. They didn't get rid of anyone. They didn't change the rotation in any major way. Yep. Uh, and again, I think in this moment you double down on that that fact you're sticking with this group they've overperformed to a certain degree at this point and you're going to let them grow and and make the playoff run together and, and grow even more in the postseason get ready for another run next year definitely definitely and charlie we love you so much we appreciate you uh and, and all your opinions all of you guys you know not everybody should agree on things like the whole reason of having this podcast of having this open forum is so that people can can say whatever they want. People can have different opinions. We can't all agree. Uh, but having an open conversation is the most important part. But like I said, Kings are winning basketball games yeah. and I am happy. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and I the bench happy. is playing so well right now, too. Like, you know, if you bench Herder and he continues to struggle in that area, then all of a sudden the bench unit isn't playing as well together. I just... They've got a good thing going right now. Uh, I don't think you mess with it. What do you think uh, Terrence Davis is averaging this year from three-point range? 
percentage wise? Yeah. Uh, probably like 34, 35. He is at 37.9, almost 38. Oh, wow. M- much better than I thought. So, I mean, he's right around the same yeah. area. He doesn't have the size that Kevin Herter has. Um, the, the one thing that does bother me about Kevin Herter and, and something that I do like much better about Malik Monk and Terrence Davis is, is Kevin Herter's not shooting the ball well from the free throw line. He's below 70%, yeah. which is wild. Yeah. I don't understand how Has been a, better yeah. towards the second half of the season. He's, he started off horribly. Absolutely horribly. I just don't get it. I mean, Malik Monk shooting almost 90%. Yeah. Terrence Davis shooting like 88% from the free throw line. I don't understand guys that can splash the three but not make the free throw. Like, yeah. it doesn't make any sense to me at all. Uh, but, Calvin, over the last 10 games, last 10 games, Kevin Herter, 61% from the free throw line. Yeah, not great. On the year, not great. about 70%. 69.9. Gotta be better, man. Gotta be better. He's also dealing with a right hand injury. We saw him yeah, uh, that's in true. pain. You don't really know how much that's um, affecting him. And and I don't want to make excuses for guys uh, because I, I'm not that person. But there's usually reasons for for people not performing as well. And definitely, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Shout out to Fred Dixon. Fred, we see you. Thank up, you. Fred? Also, I don't think we said what's up to PK. Glad to see you. PK is in here. Ivan is here as well. Uh, Afghan is here. Callum is here. Sean is here. Welcome in, everybody. David, hopefully you guys had a wonderful weekend. Uh, This is a great way to cap off. Ryan's here, too. A great way to cap off your Sunday. Another Kings victory. Three-game winning streak. And as Calvin said, 10 games over 500. Calvin, 10 games over 500. All right. Couple more questions, and then I want to move on here. Uh, first question for you, Calvin. We saw the statistics about the Kings' offense. Hi, Elena. Hi, Elena. Why does Elena have a brown hand? <laughs> I don't know. She's been hanging out in the sun too yeah, much. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Elena's not brown, just so you guys know. <laughs> um, but her hand is. Um, totally, totally lost my train of thought. Okay. Um, okay. Here we go. So we saw the numbers. The Kings is on pace to have the best regular season offense of all time, the offensive yes, rating, offensive all this rating. stuff. I mean, we thought this was a great offensive team in the first half of the year. My question to you. They're historically good offense. Is the offense getting better? Yeah, I think it is. Um, I think that, you know, you add a lot of new pieces to this team. There was a, a point brought up, I don't know which game it was, two games or three games ago, about DeMontis Sabonis when Coach Brown took over this team, them having sort of a butt-heads argument conversation about how Sabonis should be playing, his style, how he can best uh, effectively help the team offensively. They have seemed to, I think, work through all of those kinks now. I mean, yes – just like in any game or for any team except Friday's game, you, you sometimes make shots, you sometimes miss shots. I mean, it's the famous, it's a make-or-miss league, right? Like It is a make-or-miss league. The ball goes in sometimes, it doesn't other times. And it doesn't lie. But it, in terms, and it doesn't lie. But in terms of how this team attacks, they're the hardest team in the NBA to guard because of the abil- their ability to attack in so many different ways. They've got all these great shooters on the outside. They have one of the best playmaking centers in the NBA, probably number two 
in the NBA who can also score inside and is a great offensive rebounder. They've got the best mid-range scorer in the game who's the fastest guard, fastest player in the game, can finish better than just about anybody statistically um, at, at the rim. And they play fast. They can play slow. They can beat you in the half court. This team can beat you in literally any way. And the Clipper game was a really, really great example of that, right? Because the Clippers came out in that zone, uh, definitely to start the second half. It kind of affected the Kings for a little bit. But after a few few possessions, they started to figure it out, moved the ball, got it to the places that they wanted to get it to. They can pick you apart at, at any time and go on a huge run. It, they're, yeah. I do think that the offense is getting better, yes, but more so just kind of maximizing their potential at this point in time. Yeah, yeah they really are. They really, really are. Uh, before we move on, um, any other thoughts on this game tonight? Uh, just a really solid effort overall. I, okay. I mean, I think you – you just have to be happy that they came out, handled business without SGA in the lineup, wire-to-wire wire win, got off to a good start. Thunder made a good run. They're a competitive team. Made a Kings, bunch of threes Kings didn't bat an eye, yep. came back out in the fourth quarter, and squashed it like they do. Matthew, have a good night. Appreciate you. Come join us on Twitter Spaces next time. We'd love to hear from you. All right, Kings win tonight, 124-115 over the Oklahoma City Thunder. I mean, my last question uh, before we wrap up uh, this game and move on here is, uh, what's the Thunder's mascot? It's like a bison-buffalo thing. Why? I, I don't know. I don't Well, they're like the, pra- they're the prairie team. There's a bunch of buffalo. and the I don't know. I just made that up on the spot. I, I have no I idea. I just don't right understand enough, why these teams have these stupid mascots that have nothing well, to do with their it, name. Well, because what's their mascot going to be? A cloud? Maybe. A dark cloud because of the thunder? It's a stupid name. <laughs> Maybe it should be the boomsticks. <laughs> Who's afraid of thunder? Uh, I mean, like a dog? Some people are. A dog. A dog's the only thing I can think of that's afraid of thunder. Thunder can be pretty intimidating sometimes. Stupid team name. And see, the thing is, is they had had the perfect opportunity. This is not a team like the Washington football team that's had a team for a really long time, a team name for a long time. They have an opportunity now as well. But, or they ruined it already. But I'm just saying, (laughs) the thunder had this bright opportunity where they were moving to a new city. They could change their name. They could be anything they well, wanted to be. Their mascot when they were the Sonics was, what was that thing, a Yeti? It, it was like a, like a big basketball head, like green. No, it was it like was. A, a Yeti. Calvin, I'm not talking about the Supersonics. <laughs> I'm talking about the Thunder here. It's a stupid name. Could could there have been a better name? Oh, Callum Green. I don't even know what the Spurs mascot is. It should be a bat. That's what it should be. A bat? Yeah. They always have the bats flying around in the in San Antonio. Oh, I thought we were talking about the Thunder. No, I, I was saying he brings up a good point. The Spurs have a worse mascot than the Thunder. I don't even know what the Spurs mascot is. Their but mascot it should, should be, be a cowboy. A bat. Their a mascot bat. should be a cowboy. With the Spurs, boots with oh, the it's Spurs. It's a coyote, Ryan says. Right? Like the song, boots with the Spurs. Uh, fur. Boots with, with the, the fur. fur. Yeah. <laughs> they could remix it. Remix. 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 I like that. Uh, but, I mean, could you think of a better name for the Oklahoma City whatever? Thunder's stupid. I don't know. I ca- I've always – I never thought the Thunder was a bad name. I think it's a horrible right? name. 
All right, let's move on. I want to hear from you guys in the chat. If you guys have any better names for the Oklahoma City basketball team, yeah, Tornadoes, much better name. They were just under a tornado Tornado. watch tonight. Tornadoes. Yeah. Tornadoes. Tornadoes. The Okies. There you go. I like that one, too. I mean, the my idea is not a good idea. I would have called them the <laughs> Oklahoma City Bombers, but that is not a good Oh, name. man, too soon. Or I guess not too soon. That was a long time ago. But Anyways, let's move on here. Uh, we got to give a congratulations to G-Man. 3,000 games. Wow, that is absolutely incredible, Calvin. I mean, what are we at now? We're at like maybe 200? Uh, so, uh, got to be like a little that. more than that. Yeah. 3,000's a lot. 3,000 is a lot more so than So, like, times 10. If we get to 3,000, man, that's going to be quite an achievement. You know what's funny is they showed some footage. They're like, here's the first game he called in Arco Arena. It was like 1996 or something like that. And I'm like, that mf looks old <laughs> in that footage. He looked old. He does. He and he's, does. Still, he's still kicking. <laughs> Shout out to G-Man. All right, Calvin, I want to talk about the Rookie of the Year race. And then we're going to break down uh, the next game. Uh, and what to look forward to. So, I got to ask you, Calvin. I want to look over some of these uh, betting odds for Rookie of the Year. What what site do you trust most? Uh, FanDuel, BetMGM, Caesar Sportsbook, uh, Points Bet. Why are these all sideways? The Win Bet, Unibet, Sports SI Sportsbook. Which one you want to go with here? Uh, let's go Caesars. Okay, Caesar Sportsbook. Paulo. Banchero is minus 1,000. Yeah. Wow. So, overall favorite. Um, I mean, I think that's deserved. Benedict Matherin comes in number two, plus 650. Then you got Walker Kessler, plus 2,500. Jaden Ivey at plus 5,000. Jalen Williams, one of the Williams brothers, at plus 7,500. And then you got Keegan Murray here at plus 10,000. Thousand, Calvin, ten thousand. He's uh number six on the list. Uh, give me your thoughts here. Like, what what do you think the rookie of the year race is is looking like right now? Uh, that those numbers you just gave me sound pretty legit to me. I, I, I was, I have been surprised at how much of an impact Walker Kessler has made this season. I'm also surprised to see him that high on the list. Um, yes, he's a a really great rim protector. Uh, and I think the Jazz definitely found, you know, maybe a, a little bit of a diamond in the rough there. Dude, he's averaging eight and eight. But yeah, overall, uh, I mean, he's a he's a Rudy Gobert type guy, right? Dude, like, he's like a Costa Kufas type guy. Oh no, he's not Costa Kufas. But I I do think, look, Keegan deserves to be in the conversation. Two point two blocks. I don't think that he's got much of a chance of winning, though, and that's not because he isn't good enough to win the award. It's just because, again, he plays on a really good team. All of those other guys don't play for good teams, so they're gonna get their numbers every night. Keegan's gonna have some games where, you know, Fox goes off, Monk goes off, maybe even Kevin Herter has a good game here. Or there. <laughs> I know. Call me crazy. Call me crazy. But Who? all <laughs> all of that stuff means that there's going to be multiple games here down the stretch where Keegan, his impact on winning could still be good, but he's not going to have the statistics that are going to earn him rookie of the year votes. Do you know what he's averaging right now, Keegan Murray? Uh, probably like 11 points, a little in between four and five rebounds, 
a steal. And he, obviously the numbers are, you're about are great on it, from, from three. He's but 11.9, so about 12 points a game, 4.5 rebounds, 1.1 assists, uh, 0.6 blocks, 0.7 steals, um, shooting 41% from three, which is great, 44% from the field. I mean, the numbers, like you he, said. He puts up good numbers. They, they're just if you compare that to what Ben Caro's doing, nineteen point seven. You know, game. and Benedict Matherin is a walking bucket as well. That, that dude has more twenty point games off the bench this year than any rookie, I think. So, what's he averaging? You think? Uh, he's he's got to be at like fifteen, sixteen points a game. I would think. I don't think I could take anybody seriously named Benedict because it just reminds me uh, of Benedict he's, Arnold. He's a Canadian, eh? Is he? Yeah. Oh yeah, I see it right here. <laughs> Canadia, Benedict Matherin. Can't take him seriously. Is, is Benedict Arnold from Canada? I have no idea. Do you remember? Uh, oh, man, what was it? When LeBron left Cleveland and uh, Dan Gilbert, he, owner of the Cavs, owns a, a bunch of shit, dude. I think he owns, like, uh, uh, what's that lending platform? Quicken, Quicken Loans. Quicken Loans, yeah. I think he, he, he owns Quicken Loans. He also owned that company Fathead, or Fatheads, where you, Fathead. get, where you get the thing yeah. and you put it on your wall yeah. and all that. So he was calling LeBron James Benedict Arnold for leaving, and he lowered the price of the LeBron James Fatheads to the year that Benedict Arnold did whatever. It's like 18-something. Committed treason or whatever? Yeah, whatever it is. I'm not good at history. I, I'm not very good at it either. But I can't take a guy seriously whose whose name is Benedict. Well, but he's a great basketball player, so you should take him seriously. Points a game, okay. Uh, four rebounds, one and a half uh, assists, shooting thirty two percent from three point range. Uh, yeah, he's having a good year. He's having a great. He's year. having a very good year. He's having a great year. Very very good year. So the the rookie of the year is going to come down to those two guys. Oh, Jaden Ivy. I forgot about how's Jaden Ivy doing. He's putting up decent numbers, but again, it, his team, I think they've got the worst record out of all three of those teams. Yeah, so. they suck, dude. I'm so happy we didn't draft Chaden Ivey. But he's he's pl- he's playing pretty good. 15 points a game, four rebounds, almost five assists. Much better name than Benedict. I'll give him that. <laughs> yeah, much better. 33% from three. Oh, man. He's doing pretty good. Killing me. He's doing pretty good. He what? My neck? I don't know. Oh, I, got a, I got this crick in my neck. Uh-oh. <laughs> You've been nodding too much, huh? <laughs> I agree. I agree. Disagree. Disagree. Um, what about Jalen Williams? Why is he on here? Dude, He Jalen Williams has been one of the biggest surprises of the NBA season for me. Uh, I mean, that dude, talk about a diamond in the rough. He was a fant- fantastic pick for Oklahoma City out of Santa Clara, I believe. 12 points. Oh, but he's on a horrible team name. Yeah, he is He is Santa Clara. This, this dude has been a really, really great find for them. The fact that he's he's a great defender makes really, really tough shots, too. 12 points a game, 4.2 rebounds, almost three assists a game. Yeah, how'd he do tonight? He had a good game. Wow, 15 points. Four assists. Charlie, good call, man. Three I did not steals. see him breaking the top three. Seven to twelve. Wow. I believe you, dude. I believe you. He's he's turned him into a really really good player all of a sudden. So well, for you, not all of a sudden, but he's you, Paulo's, off to a great start. Paulo's a lock, then, huh? 
I mean, it's just going to be really hard to take it away from him. Any rookie that averages over 20 a game, um, you know, that just doesn't happen very often. So, should winning should winning matter? I think it. I think it should. Because I, I feel like most of the guys that win, and, and sorry, I keep calling it the Rookie of the Year Award. It's now the Wilt Chamberlain Award. Um, I got to get used to that. But I feel like most guys that win Rookie of the Year are on a shit team, right? Because well, no yeah, like top I mean, picks they, and yeah, and they typically put up big stat lines because they don't have the supporting cast, yeah. you know, to because they're not trying to win. Right. Right. All right. Um. I, uh, okay, so you're betting on him then? I would definitely bet on him. Okay. Yeah. I saw somebody in the chat mention six man of the year odds, so we can go over this real quick. Um, Caesars, again. Who do you think's the the front runner? For six man of the year? Yeah. Ooh. Um, I'll give you a hint. It's not It's probably Malik more ob- obvious than I'm thinking. but uh, And it's not Benedict Matherin. Yeah, although Benedict Mathern's probably got a good case for it. Um, I don't know. It is oh, Malcolm, Jor- Jordan Clarkson, maybe? Malcolm Brogdon. Ooh, Malcolm Brogdon. Forget he comes off the bench sometimes. Yeah, it's funny. They still have Russell Westbrook on here, too. But he's a starter now. What does that mean? Are you, how, can you, how can you win six-man if you're a starter now? Russell Westbrook? Yeah. He's a starter on the Clippers now. That's true. He is. That's weird. I mean, they'll, is that they'll have to ad- adjust the you bet on him? Russell Westbrook? Yeah. Not anymore. No, because he's <laughs> a starter now. I mean, wh- how many games do you start before you're, like, not That's That's qualified? a good question. That's a good question. So, Malcolm, Malcolm Brogdon, Brogdon is the favorite at minus 185. Norman Powell, who's having a pretty good season, plus 250. Your guy Tyrese Maxey, plus 300. Russell Westbrook plus twenty five hundred, Bobby Portis plus thirty five hundred. Oh man, dude, if he hadn't been hurt for a good stretch of games, Bobby Portis would have a really good shot. Then really, you got really a good shot. Then you got Emmanuel Quickly at plus six thousand, Benedict Matherin plus five thousand, and uh, Malik Monk. Okay, Malik Monk is plus three thousand, but according to FanDuel, he's plus ten thousand. Wow, FanDuel's got much better odds, except for the favorite. Okay, that's how they make up their money. They shout take out more to Jay, the, man. We run in the table. They I love take it. more on the guaranteed stuff. It's really cool that we're involved in a lot of these races, right? We got Key. I mean, not that they're gonna win, but Keegan Murray is in the talks for Rookie of the Year. No. Uh, Malik Monk is in the talks first. Or sorry, Wilt Chamberlain Award. You can what, just call it the rookie of the year. What's this the six man of the year award now? Who, who cares? What's what it the called? Name is? Who cares? Oh, the John Havlicek <coughs> trophy. Um, Malik Monk is now in talks for the John Havlicek trophy. That's a hard one to say. Really cool signature, though. I have an autographed yeah. jersey by his. It's so clean, dude. So clean. One of the best signatures I've seen. Um, Mike Brown. Oh, lock for coach of the year. Coach of the year. Lock um, for coach. What of the year. other participation trophies do they have? Uh, well, like a MV- Kobe? MVP, Kobe award, um, or that's all-star game MVP. That's all-star game MVP. I believe. Sabonis MVP award. I mean, Fox is playing his way into there more than Sabonis at this point. I would say. Who do you think? He's not going to win, but who do you think's the favorite for uh six man or, or sorry, just defensive player of the year? Oh, probably Jaron Jackson Jr. 
Okay, so Benedict Arnold, the traitor. Sorry, I got stuck on Benedict <laughs> Arnold. Benedict Arnold was an early hero of the Revolutionary War who later became one of the most infamous traitors in U.S. history. At the outbreak of the war, Arnold participated in the capture of the British garrison of Fort, can't pronounce that, in 1775. Yeah, 1775. So he lowered all the LeBron James fatheads. They were on sale for $17.75. 75 cents. So you would have got a steal if you bought those and you held them right. until he came back to Cleveland. And then you're like, bro, I got a really and good discount. And you got it signed by chance? Oh. And yeah. yeah, shout out to Charles, man. Big announcement. The Kings are going to be on national TV, Barry. Oh, against the Knicks. Finally, March 9th against the Knicks. They could have found a much, much better uh, game than that. I mean, that should be a pretty good game. Kings lost to him in New York. The, the Knicks have been playing pretty well lately. Um, what's his name? <laughs> Julius Randle is on a tear right now, just coming off a career-high 46, I believe. All right, I'm looking up NBA. Who do you think is the favorite for NBA defensive player? Oh, uh, Jay, I'm jealous. I wish I could be at that game. For MVP? NBA defensive player of the year. Oh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Also known as the... Bill Russell Hakeem Oh, Hakeem Olajuwon Award. Dude, they should have named it the Dwight Howard Award. That guy was killing it, dude, when he was in his prime. Um, the favorite, according to Caesars, Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah. JJJ. JJJ. Triple J. Triple. Um, yeah. Then you got Brooke Lopez. Also having a great year. Adebayo, Nicholas Claxton, Giannis, Alex Caruso, Oh, wow, I do not see any Kings on here. Well, I I'm that doesn't scrolling. surprise me at all. I'm keep scrolling. I don't think you're going to find anybody on the Kings Welcome mentioned Kessler. for Defensive Player of the Year. I'm still going. Damn, Rudy Gobert is plus 37,000. Holy cow. Isn't he the reigning? Isn't he won like three in a row or something? Did Giannis win last year? I don't remember who won last year. We're getting really sidetracked here, and I love it. Um, go, how do you spell his name, dude? Rudy Gobert. Man. Oh, I think, oh, he. I guess Charles says he did win it last year. That was, what, his third? I think so. I think it was three in a row. <coughs> Man, dude, this guy. Every time I look at his picture, it just reminds me of him touching on the microphone. Oh, dude. Uh, yeah, that'll be an <laughs> image that a lot of people can probably never get out of their head. I mean, like, I feel like a lot of us have things that, like, we do and we instantly, like, regret, you know, in our lives. But, like, how many people have one on that stage where you're like, yep. yeah, probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah, that was rough. That was crazy. That was rough. That was absolutely crazy. Uh, so, three-time NBA All-Star, three-time NBA Defensive Player of the Year. He won in 2018, 2019, and 2021. So, he is the so, reigning. He why didn't he he should have won in twenty twenty he shut down the entire NBA. <laughs> um. Okay, yeah, I don't see any kings on here. All right, let's move on. Let's move on before we lose everybody. Okay, so let's just take a look here in the standings. They are looking pretty good, Cal. They're looking they're phenomenal. looking great, man. A game and a half out of second place in the Western yeah. Conference. Can you believe yeah, that? It's feeling great. So Denver is in first place at forty two and nineteen. You got Memphis at 36 and 23. The Kings 35 and 25. Wow, that is incredible. Uh, guess what? Our Clippers buddies, we just beat them. They just dropped below the Phoenix Suns. Uh, so Phoenix is in fourth place, and the Clippers are now in 
fifth place. Uh, the Kings got two games coming up. Uh, well, they got a lot of games coming up, actually. But the next two games are against the Oklahoma City Thunder and then against the Clippers again. Yeah. So those are, are definitely exciting games. Uh, Tuesday against Oklahoma City Thunder in OKC. It's the last of the three-game road trip before they return home, play the Clippers, uh, the Timberwolves, uh, the Pelicans. And the New York Knicks Pelicans game is on NBA TV, and the Knicks game is on TNT. Those are those are phenomenal, Calvin. Those are great games. But hey, let's talk about Tuesday's game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, if you've been watching the entire stream, you know that Calvin's keys are exactly the same. So Calvin, I'm not let's, changing them. Let's if it them. ain't broke, don't fix it, man. Let's hear your I mean, keys. The, I will say there's one asterisk here. If SGA is going to play. On Tuesday, I would say one of the keys to the game are going to be trying to keep him off the foul line. It's a really hard thing to do, um, but that dude gets to the charity stripe a lot, and and definitely, uh, you know, they they build on that offensively and, and can get rolling when he just gets to the free throw line over and over and over again. But number one, they got to take care of the ball. Oklahoma City is great at forcing turnovers; they force twenty tonight. Uh, number two is. Feed the ox. I think Sabonis has got to find a way to be a little bit more aggressive in those minutes when De'Aaron Fox is not on the floor, uh, especially if the Kings are struggling to, to shoot from the outside during those same minutes. They, they've got to get the ball to, to Sabonis and try to get some easier, uh, easier opportunities, easier looks at the basket. Maybe even he gets to the free throw line and puts an already small, small lineup in foul trouble. That would be big. And then number three is crash the glass, just like they did tonight. Two games they've played against Oklahoma City this season, 13 offensive rebounds in both games. Uh, that's that's big time. Second chance points. It was huge for them in the fourth quarter to pull away. So definitely crash the glass. You gave us a pretty close prediction on tonight's <laughs> game. I missed it. You want to take a, take a stab much. at Tuesday? Yeah, I'm going to say the Kings continue to roll. Um, I do think – yeah, again, it's obviously hard to predict, right, whether or not SGA plays. That's going to change the game a lot. But I think that this offense, as I mentioned going into this game, is just on a complete tear right now. They're rolling. I think the Kings go over 120 points again on Tuesday. I will say 122 to 114. 122 to 114 Tuesday. Kings win, right? Kings win, of course. Yes. Okay. And how many pieces of pizza do you think Nick eats? Nick is going to have seven pieces of pizza. Seven. He, well, he took the day off today, so okay. Tuesday he's going to go for go for gold. So seven no pizza, pizza today and tomorrow for Nick. Yeah, it's kind of like Thanksgiving, right? You know, the yeah. day before you or you know the days before leading up to Thanksgiving, you eat everything, you expand the stomach, yeah, 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 and then the morning comes, you okay. take the day off, and boom, go right into Thanksgiving dinner hard. I think I'm going to order some pizza tonight from Roundtable. That sounds good. We're actually going to be barbecuing if you want some of that. But Are you barbecuing pizza? No. Okay. Well, barbecue chicken, you can put it on your pizza if you want. Did your phone, was your phone barbecue not working chicken, yesterday? Barbecue chicken. It was for most of the day. That was, that was really weird. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I was worried. I, so I call, I woke up, my phone was like not working and I'm like, that's weird. So first thing I do, because we live here and shit happens. I, I go online. Nobody else is talking about the phone's not working. So I'm like, okay, maybe it's my phone. Reset my phone. Still not working. I get Asha's phone. Her phone's working. So I'm like, okay, it must be my phone. First thing I think is like, maybe I didn't pay the bill. It's always on auto pay, but maybe like I got a new card or, or something happened, you know? Mm -hmm. So I go to log into my AT&T account. Shout out to AT&T. Um, <laughs> I don't know if we give them a shout out in this moment. 
Oh yeah, uh, yeah. They they gotta hear this. <laughs> I, I just tried to get their attention, Calvin. Oh okay. You know, you you know when you like say somebody's name three that. times, then all Tease. of a sudden they're like they're AT and T, AT and T, A and T T. So, anyways, I go to my AT and T account and I try and log in. Right, do do password, name, email, all that stuff. It says. You have not logged in in a while. Let us text you a code to verify your account. (laughs) Of course, can't get the code because my phone doesn't get text messages because I have no service. Um, So I end up calling, um, calling customer service. They walk me through the thing, take out my SIM card, put it back in. I update my phone. I reset it. I go through all the whole process. And the guy finally tells me, your SIM card's bad. You should drive to, you should go to the <laughs> store and get a new SIM card. Oh man, they right? really sent you for a, a loop here. Luckily I was homesick, couldn't go to yeah. the store. Yeah. So I just waited a couple more hours and then I started seeing other people's phones weren't working. So I'm like, okay, it's not just me. But those F, those efforts, mother efforts, try to get me to drive to the other side of the island to go troubleshoot my phone. Yeah. Screw those guys, man. Yeah. I thought the missed a payment on the bill. Right? Uh, yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, crap. Yeah. I you thought know? the same thing. I'm like, oh, man, I, I, uh, I better get on this so that the phone, the phone, but I had to go to work. So then I get to work and uh, people, the first thing that everybody says when I get to work, people come up to me, hey, is your phone working? And yeah, I'm like, like, oh, yeah. no, it's not working. Yours too? No, yeah. my phone's not working. Except for the lucky Verizon people or oh, the, yeah. the goody two shoes Verizon people are all like, well, my phone's working. T-Mobile, no good. AT&T, yeah. no good. And you know, the funny thing is, I don't think I've ever had my phone suspended from not making a payment. So I don't know why that was like the first thing that went through my <laughs> head. It's like, oh, probably didn't pay my bill. Oh, it's my fault. It's not AT&T, it's my fault. So then here's the funny thing, Calvin, was the guy, when I was on the phone, actually, he, he was a little a little helpful. He showed me how to turn on Wi-Fi calling on my phone. So then I could call people uh, that also knew how to turn on Wi-Fi call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in the afternoon, I call Roundtable. And I'm like, hey, I want to place an order for pickup. You know what they tell me? They say, our system's down. We're only taking orders in the store. Bummer like, for you. Yeah, I'm like, why Why are you, why are you only taking orders in the store? And they're like, you can't order online and you can't order on the phone, but you could come in and order. And I'm like, I live across the street. Can you, like, write down my order and, like, make it and I'll come <laughs> pick it up? And they're like, the wait time's only 25 minutes. Okay, so I'm supposed to go over there and, and wait, That's order, get you. and then sit there on those stupid square tables in round table. The <laughs> tables are square, Calvin. Sit there and wait for them to make my pizza for 25 minutes. So I didn't even do it. So I've been having this pizza craving for a while. And we, we did it again, man. We went off on a maybe pizza rant. Maybe that's why I need to get pizza. There's also a rant going on in the chat here oh, over Yo- who's more deserving of the MVP, Giannis or Jokic. Do you have a dog in the fight, Barry? I want to finish this pizza thing. Oh, quick, okay. Please and then we'll go jump ahead. To that. So I'm trying to figure out what I want tonight. Um, Asha wants pineapple. Love pineapple Which, on pizza. I don't know. Unpopular opinion, but I love it. Pineapple on pizza. I, I so normally I go with like the combo. They used to have two. I used to work at Round Table. Uh, how long ago was that? Almost twenty years ago. Wow, that's crazy. Eighteen years ago. Uh, they had a wombo combo, and then they had like the King Arthur Supreme. I like the King Arthur Supreme personally, but it doesn't have pineapple on it. So of course I can't get it because she wants pineapple. Um, and I, I don't know. Sometimes. The Maui Zowie just has too many toppings on it. 
So I think I want to go pepperoni, pineapple. But then she wants mushroom. And I don't think pineapple and mushroom really go that well together. Uh, I don't know if I've ever had that combination so before. M- maybe pepperoni. I like mushrooms and I like pineapple. Yeah, so. me too. But but maybe like pepperoni, pineapple on one half and pepperoni, oh, you're mushroom. Gonna, you're going to go the, the, the crazy 17 different no, topping just, just combinations. Two. I want two slices pepperoni and pineapple. I want two slices. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Alex. Why not get a pizza, right? <laughs> shout out Why to Alex. Why not? Canadian bacon and pineapple. Absolutely love that yeah. combination. Yeah. Why is it Canadian bacon? Isn't it just ham? Well, there's ham and there's Canadian bacon. Isn't it the same thing? No, it's the pigs that are raised in Canada are Canadian oh. bacon. Oh. Like, Obviously. Uh, like Benedict Matherin. Like ben- <laughs> Yes. Okay. Exactly. Let me get that Benedict Matherin bacon, that Benedict bacon. Fox and Sabonis okay. deserve MVP more than Giannis or Joker. Wow. Let's do, let's that do is a hot take right there, Ivan. I like it. MVP odds. Who do you think's the favorite? Oh, and thank you for the, the uh, Canadian bacon education. It's back it's bacon. It's back bacon. Mm. Back, 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 back. There's pork belly. And there's Canadian bacon, back bacon. Wouldn't belly be better than back? Oh, pork belly is delicious. Okay. Are you a belly guy or a back guy? I don't know. I feel like you're trying to back me into a corner here with that question. I don't like that. I'm going to plead the fifth on that one. I don't like that. All right, MVP odds. Who's the favorite, Calvin? Oh, it's, uh, I almost said a combination of Jokic and Giannis, but it's Jokic. Oh, man, he's trying to cheat here. You can't <laughs> say two names. Okay. It's Jokanis. Uh Nikola Jokic. Wow, is this a three-peat for him? It would be if he wins. Wow. Uh, so he's the favorite. Second up, who's on second? Great, great uh, old skit. Uh, or Who's on first? Who's on second? What's on second? Joel Embiid. Uh, Another guy probably not getting talked about enough. Who's on third or what's third? I have no idea. What? I don't remember. What did you say? Who's on on second? What's on second? (laughs) Okay. Uh, Giannis is on third. (laughs) Giannis is on third. Uh, Then you got Jason Tatum, uh, Luca, the Don. Yeah. If you would have asked everybody before the season, they would have put Luca number one. Yeah, I think he was definitely a lot of people's pick. Whoever bet on Luca, Matt, uh, Mike, Mike, I mean, probably uh, lost some money. Um, and Ja Morant, and then LeBron. Man, another guy that probably isn't going to get enough love. Oh, I see Deer and Fox is doing. on here. What, what are the odds? Uh, we gotta we gotta send this to. Uh, they they even have an odd for him. It's a it's an actual number. It's not oh infinite. Yeah. We gotta send this to Pat, dude. He's got better odds than Steph Curry. Oh well, he's played more games. Yeah, exactly. Domas is on here. So Deer and Fox is plus 20,000. Uh, wow, that's a great bet, guys. Um, Domas is plus 25,000. I was expecting to look up here, and after we were talking about pizza for a long time and a bunch of random stuff, that there'd be like five people watching. Now we're going strong here. Still I mean, the, the chat is locked and loaded on this MVP debate right now. Okay. I haven't been paying attention to the chat much, Calvin. Um, can you can you sum it up for me? Well, I mean, it's to sum it up, it's 
Is Charlie oh, Jokic Jokic or Giannis? Who's more deserving of MVP? Jokic or Giannis? Well, let's pull up the stats, Calvin, because you know what they say. Stats don't stats lie. Stats don't lie, just like the ball. All right, Giannis. I mean, I don't even know if Giannis's name fits on the MVP trophy. <laughs> Nikola Jokic. All right, who do you think is averaging more points per game? Giannis. Giannis is averaging, oh, wow, dude, 31.3 points per game? Holy cow. Good point, Charlie. Is that or, a Sorry, high? Charles. Man, Charles and Charlie, and you guys are like the two two guys fighting it out the most in this no, I'm debate Charles. here, too. No, it's, I'm it's Charles. It's confusing me. It's like the Spider-Man meme where they're just yeah. playing. No, I'm Charles. <laughs> um, wow, dude, this is a career high for him. That's pretty incredible. 31.3 points per game Yep. for Giannis. Uh, man, I hate all these stupid ads on here. I know, it's rough. God, basketball reference, they're really losing it. Come on, I can't even get past this. Okay. Uh, and Oh, look who just checked in. Welcome, Bouncer. Oh. In the building. Yeah, I think we just need to start dragging these things on longer so the bouncer can join in. Um, so, Jokic is averaging 24.5 points per game, mm -hmm. which is actually, it's a low for the past three years that he's won MVP, or two years. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. in those other years, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. didn't play as much, so he had to score more. However, he's averaging more assists, Calvin, than he did in the prior two years. He's averaging because a, they're playing. He's averaging a triple double. Yeah, he's also shooting what like sixty two percent from the field or something like that. He it's is just shooting. It's absurd. What is he shooting here? Sixty three. Wow, sixty three point two percent. That's incredible. incredible. That's incredible. That's a career incredible. high. Incredible. That's a career high. Uh, so career high in shooting percentage for him. Career high in assists. Um, he's averaging 1.3 steals, 0.7 blocks, uh, 24.5 points per game, 11.6 rebounds per game, and 10 assists <laughs> per game. Bouncer doesn't miss a beat, man. Walks in and Charles versus Charlie. Hell in a cell. I love it. Oh, right. I like <laughs> it. Okay. And then as far as Giannis goes, uh, 31.3 points per game, 12 rebounds, 5.4 assists, Calvin. Uh, he has not averaged that low assist number since the 2017-2018 season. Uh, 0.8 steals per game, 0.8 blocks. Wow, that's he's really dropped off defensively. I mean, last year he's 1.1 steals, 1.4 blocks. The year before that, average... I mean, well, again, Brooke Lopez back surgery didn't play a lot of games. That's the dude that's anchoring the defense and blocking all the shots right now. This is the worst steal and blocks that he's averaged per game since his rookie year. Also, the most points. That's wild. But yeah, most points per game. That's interesting. Uh, interesting debate here. He is shooting fifty three point eight percent from the field and a whopping twenty seven percent. From three-point range, the Joker's averaging 40%. 40%. Wow. That's crazy. From and three. how? And he attempts how many a game, Jokic? Uh, Jokic is averaging 2.1. Oh, okay. It's not as many as I thought. Yeah, but last still. year, 3.9 last year. So half the attempts. Um, and Giannis is averaging almost three attempts per game. 
he should be averaging less. Uh, and then as far as records go, the Milwaukee Bucks are second in the East at 43-17, and 17, and the Denver Nuggets are number one in the West at 42-19. and 19. Calvin, who are you taking for MVP? Well, look, I mean, here's the thing, and this is the reason why this conversation has gone on so long. I do want to mention the Nuggets are also up by eight right now at halftime over the Clippers. So All right. could be 43rd win of the season and could be another game ahead in the standings for the Kings from the Clippers. But the, the problem with this argument is there are so many different ways that people define what the most valuable player is. Best player overall in the NBA, best most important player to his team, most important player on the best team, um, best statistical player. Like, there's a lot of different angles. And I, I know that most people combine a lot of these into their argument. But the problem is that there's so many different ways to define it. It's like there is no real easy way or clear-cut way just like you can go to the statistics and say, well, Giannis is averaging more points and all this stuff. You can't really do that when you talk about MVP. You can't say because of X, Y, and Z, this person is obviously the clear favorite. I mean, people do it, but there's just not a mathematical formula that results into who should be MVP. So I'm fine with either of these guys winning it. I think you definitely have to be on a winning team, like has been said in the chat here. Jokic won the MVP last year when they they were sixth in the Western Conference. But he put up ridiculous numbers. So uh, he's not as good of a defender as Giannis is. There's so many different ways that you can take this. Yeah. Uh, Joseph's got an opinion here. Yeah, let's hear it. He says, not a Maui Zowie fan. Oh, man. Really? It's it's because of the sauce. Yeah, it's the Polynesian sauce. Joseph, you got to change it to red sauce, man. It'll change that pizza for you. Yep, you got to switch it out. Um, I'm also still trying to get over this. Uh, Nick is asking me to send him one of these light the beam signs. Oh, well, just tell him, Brittany. Tell him to go to Brittany. Yeah. He's mooching off of us, Calvin. I sent him a shirt. He thinks I'm going to send him everything. He asked me last time, you're going to buy me pizza? That's true. Well, we got to get to Sacramento. He'll get us some pizza when we go. <laughs> but Ivan, I agree with you. Bouncer is the chat, the MVP of the chat. He's the real MVP. The real MVP. And yes, pineapple on pizza dude, Charlie, is a W. First good take tonight by Charlie. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, Charlie. He's, you've had some great takes, dude. But uh, no, who, I mean, who does like, he say is MVP? Talk, I think Giannis. I know it's not Jokic, but uh, he I'm, says Giannis. I can't. I'm not sure if there's somebody out there you want more than Giannis. But who are you taking? It's just so hard. It's I mean, hard. but you it's can really make hard. really good arguments for both of these guys. It's really hard. Jokic is doing something that that we've never seen done before to to shoot 63% while averaging a triple double man it, it's just mind blowing but Giannis is is so deserving as well both both of their teams are really great as well like i mean to say that you know if you take either one away from them which team would be better i don't know because both teams are really really good they're deep they play uh, they're they're loaded the bucks are probably a better defensive team overall charlie says but if the Kawhi nuggets have gotten a lot better defensively healthy, this year he'd take him every year he's certainly in the conversation i think lebron should definitely have more mvp awards than he does yeah if brandon you roy know? was healthy he'd be a hall of famer Tatum has, has had a great year, too. I mean, you've got so many guys averaging over 30 points a game this year. 
Like Damian Lillard, for example, like he's missed a lot of games this season, but when he's played, he's been incredible. He should probably have some, he's not going to win because he hasn't played enough and their team is on the outside looking in. But I I was big on Embiid last year. I would have given it to Embiid probably. Dude, LeBron does. He should have more MVPs. Absolutely. He should have more. He should. Oh, does Dame has 66 points today? See, I'm telling you, man. He got on track in that three-point contest. <laughs> he sure did. He sure did. Um, so it's really hard. But, I mean, if I had to pick. I'd, I'd probably take Giannis. I, but I, I don't know. It, yeah, the, either one. I like Giannis better as a player. The thing about it is it's like it's supposed to be a regular season award. Know. But they don't give it out at the end of the regular yeah. season. So I'm going to end up voting for whoever, whoever goes further in the playoffs. Between those yeah. two guys, yeah, at least. Um, oh man, it's so hard, dude. That really, really is is a hard one. If if Giannis was putting up better defensive stats, I would have gone with Giannis. I, I think I'm probably gonna go with the Joker. I, I do think if, because you just said it's a regular season award, right? This to me, the Western Conference might have gotten a lot better and is really tight. Gotten a lot better at the trade deadline and is really tight, but the. The quality of the top five teams in the Eastern Conference, I would say, is better. It has been better this season than the quality of the top five teams in the Western Conference. So if Milwaukee somehow squeaks out the number one seed over Boston, I would definitely give more points to Giannis for that. What do you think about Kevin Love joining Miami? Interesting. I mean, Miami is, they've been such a difficult team to figure out all year long. Up, down, up, down. Um, I think Kyle Lowry has really hurt them over the past couple of seasons. He really a, has. A, a big decline from him. Did you hear that rumor that they had a deal in place? Who was it? They were going to pick up a point guard. Was it Fred Van Vliet or, or Kyrie? I'm not they sure. There's always up, so many of those rumors. There but. was a rumor going around that they were they had a trade in place for a starting point guard. If you guys remember who it was, let me know in the chat. Uh, and they couldn't pull the deal because they couldn't get a hold of Pat Riley, and Pat Riley was asleep. Oh, wow. Dude, how much time is left in that Portland game? Oh, not much time. I was wondering how – oh, he's got 71. Second 71-point game wow. this season. Good grief is right, man. Yes, the Blazers are going to win. They're up 128 to 113 with a mi- minute left. You think so. Deer and Fox will ever have a 71-point game? Probably not because he just can't get – unless he can get really hot from three. Yeah. The only way you get to 71 points is if you shoot uh, – if you make like 25 or more free throws over the course of a game, which uh-huh. is possible for him. But I, I don't see it happening. I don't even know how to look for this. Pat Riley sleeping. He's 77. He, he's 77 years old. All right, last thing before we uh, we end this thing, Calvin, did you see some people in the chat talking about anchovies on pizza? I did not, but that is one line I will not cross. No anchovies for me. I'll do anchovies on a Caesar salad, but that's about as, as far as I'll go. Oh, I think it was Kyle Lowry to the Clippers or maybe John Wall. Where's John Wall now, huh? Maybe he was sleeping for a reason. Interesting. Wait, what'd you say? No anchovies? No, no anchovies for me. Why not? You don't like fish? Oh, don't take it there. Uh, I like fish sticks, though. <laughs> you like fish sticks? 
man. I'm not even going to go there either. They just, they're not good enough on, for pizza, I think. There you go. You heard it first. Do better anchovies. Anyways, thank you guys so much for joining us uh, for another episode. This one kind of ran a little long, but hey, we're making up for some lost time. So thank you guys so much. We appreciate you all. Please don't forget to smash up that like button. Hit that subscribe button. And uh, when this video ends, it's going to forward you to the scheduled video, our next stream for Tuesday. I would love it if you write your predictions for that game in the chat. Uh, But thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful night. In the meantime, go Kings. Thunder fans get a better team name. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.